This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Let's uh, first pray. Father, we come to you this morning because we need Jesus. We need him every day. And we need you now to help us to see in your word and understand in Jesus' name, amen. So now this parable, Matthew 13, 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Okay, now we come to this parable of the pearl of of great price. And this parable, it's very significant that it starts with this word again. Because what's gonna happen here is that in this parable, it's gonna teach many of the same truths that we already saw in the previous parable of the treasure hid in the field. And whenever God wants to emphasize the truth to us, he says it twice, he says it twice. It's just as if God just wants to make sure, look, I want you to really make sure that you get these points And it's almost like maybe God's frustrated and he has to say things twice. I mean, you and I get frustrated if we have to repeat ourselves a second time. But this this frustration is what Job spoke about when in Job 33, 14, in Job 33, 14, when Job said, God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. So that's not very encouraging. But anyway, hopefully, as God says it now the second time to us, that we will perceive it. But it was actually, it was interesting when you think about this, God speaking twice to people, is that when it was to Pharaoh that God wanted to emphasize how to Pharaoh, how the land of Egypt, his land of Egypt, was going to experience seven years of great harvest, great plenty, and then seven years of great famine. And so Pharaoh, God gave Pharaoh two dreams. Genesis 41, 17, Genesis 41, 17, where it says, where Pharaoh was explaining these two dreams to Joseph, it says, and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, in my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven kind 
fat flesh and well-favored, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other kind came up after them, poor and very ill-flavored and lean flesh, as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness, and the lean and the ill-favored kind did eat up the seven fat kind. And when he had eaten them up, they could not be known that they had eaten them, for they were still ill-favored as at the beginning. So I awoke, so he woke up, and I saw in my dream, so now I went back to sleep, so now I saw in my dream, and behold, seven ears of corn, you know, everything, came up in one stalk, full and good, and behold, the seven ears withered thin and blasted with the east wind, sprung up after them, and so on. So Pharaoh now has two different dreams, and in both of these sequential, and in both of these dreams, God was declaring the same truth to him. And Joseph had just interpreted before this, he interpreted two different dreams, one from Pharaoh's butler, and the interpretation of that dream was that Pharaoh's butler was gonna live. Now, there's a second dream of Pharaoh's um, baker, and he's encouraging, oh, well, you know, he, I'll get the same interpretation. But the interpretation of Baker's, the Pharaoh's baker's dream was that he was gonna die. So it's not always that you have two dreams that are exactly the same. But now when Joseph was confronted with Pharaoh's two dreams, this time, the interpretation was the same. And Joseph said in Genesis 41.32, Genesis 41.32, he told Pharaoh, and for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, it's because the thing is established by God. In other words, he's saying because it's certain. And that's why this word again, at the beginning of verse 45 is so important, because it's certain. And we could apply the words of Genesis 41.32, what Joseph said. To Pharaoh, we could say that here. We could say, and for that the parable was doubled unto us twice, it's because the thing is certain. So when God states a truth twice as he is here, he's emphasizing how certain this is and something we need to especially take to heart. There's something happening here that we need to really, so in other words, what's going on now with the second parable is that Jesus is drilling down on certain points that's really, he started to explain in the first parable of the treasure hid in the field. Now, this parable, this particular parable here of this man finding this pearl of great price, it only appears in the book of Matthew. And that's also significant. It's always interesting to look at uh, certain things which of all the gospels and certain things which only appear in Son. And this one is unique to only the gospel of Matthew. Why? because Matthew is a book that's written specifically to the Jews. And the Jews represent a people, they are a people and they represent a people that have to pay a great price to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not uncommon for to see a Jewish person come to Christ and have to give it all up, give up his family, his people, when he comes to Christ. And this parable is for anyone who has to give up so much to come to Christ, because this is a parable in this, this verse 46 that says, verse 46, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Like that devout Somali, who was my Lyft driver yesterday, and he was telling me he was fasting for Ramadan, and he told me that if I come to Christ, I have to give it all up. I have to give up uh, you know, Islam and my people and family and everything. Well, here's a businessman and he's on the hunt and he's on the hunt for not just any run-of-the-mill pearls, but he's looking for only the best pearls. And this word seeking 
is so important there in verse 45 because it tells us something about this man when it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, seeking. Gives us a picture of this man that he's really into it. He's diligent in his search. He's no sit back, he's no sit back Charlie. He's a real, he's a real go-getter. And, and, that's, and he's seeking goodly pearls. It doesn't say that he's seeking one pearl of great price. And it leads us to believe that what he found in this one pearl was, was unimaginable to him. He had no idea that such a beautiful pearl, such a wonderful pearl could ever exist. But he's driven by his passion to find pearls, good pearls, and he, he knows what a good pearl is. But in his search, he comes up with this one exceptional pearl, a pearl that he never believed existed. And when he finds this pearl he never imagined could have existed, we can feel his amazement. He's stunned by this pearl. We can see him there kind of stamping back and just admiring it. We can just imagine him there for the first time when he sees this one-of-a-kind pearl, he's, he's astonished. Just like when a person finds the Lord Jesus Christ for the first time and sees that he is God, as we were just singing, amazing love, that thou, my God, shouldst die for me. And he sees this, that God who created him, that God loved him so much that he stepped out of heaven for him, that he loved him so much that he stepped into a human body for him that he loved him so much that, that, that in this human body he came here with no home, uh, never to have a home to call his own, that he loved him so much that he made that human body to be a landing point of all of his sins that blocked this man from God, a person from God. He loved him so much that he took on him the judgment that he did not deserve, that we deserved. He loved him so much that, that he prevented us, blocked us from getting what we deserved, which is hell. And he loved him so much that he opens this door. By doing all this, he opens this door to heaven. We can be in heaven forever. And when a person finds Christ for the first time, he's like that businessman looking for pearls. He just can't believe it. He had no idea that God could be like that. And he can almost repeat the words of the hymn, I stand alone in the presence of Jesus of Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. How marvelous, how wonderful my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love to me. And it all happened to this businessman, to this pearl buyer. It all happened to him all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he's shown this incredible single pearl of great price, just as it happens all of a sudden to the one when, who finds Christ. All of a sudden, his searching is ended as he finds more than he expected to find in Christ. And then we can imagine this pearl-buying man here, how far and how extensive his search has been. He must have felt like those wise men felt who came from so far to find Christ. They came to worship him, and they said in Matthew 2.2, Matthew 2.2, they came with this question, where is he? They're on the hunt, they're on the search. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. So they came from so far, those wise men, to find Christ. 
And if you kind of pause and think about it, it came from over a thousand miles, you kind of think about it, how much they had to prepare uh, to make that such a trip. How much they sacrificed when they left their home, they left their family, they left their friends, they left their jobs, they left their city, they left their country, all to come and find him so that they could worship him. And why did those wise men do that? Why did they make that such a sacrifice? It was all because they knew exactly what they wanted and they said it was worth it. And this pearl buyer knows exactly what he's looking for and he will know it when he sees it. He's seen a lot of pearls and he's rejected a lot of pearls because he didn't find the pearl he wants. It reminds me of uh, how my house in El Cajon that I live in was found. You know, our family, before we moved to El Cajon uh, way back when, years I'm trying to forget, but anyway, we lived in Lakeside on a dirt road. Started off with three miles down the Willow Road is where we lived on the side of a mountain uh, with 300 goats. We were very hospitable. We had 300 goats dinner. We had no city water. We had no sewer, but we did have a lot of dirt, a lot of dust, and a lot of flies and a lot of goats. And some of you remember those days. Gene, you remember those days. Your husband came and said, when he first saw that house with us, he says, he looked at it like a prophet, and he said, this place is going to absorb work. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> and, um, and then came the time when we were going to finally leave that place after 10 years, and we were going to move to civilization. You know? And we all knew what we wanted. Uh, well, that depends on who you asked. For example, like uh, of the three boys, of my three boys, Joshua was the one, he loved that lakeside house. He loved all the dirt, the forts, the 300 goats. He never wanted to leave there. If it was up to him, we would have never moved off of that dirt pile. Uh, Joseph, on the other hand, the middle one, he hated all that dirt. From the very first night when we drove out there in the rain, when he was three years old, he cried the whole time, turn around, turn around, go home, go back home. He said, if it was up to him, we never would have moved out to Willow Road. And David was ready for a move because he just didn't like having in his room to have the ceiling having sticky flypaper hanging down. He didn't, he didn't like that. Well, the time had finally come for us to find a new house, and we all knew that, that uh, Cheryl, the mama, had, to, had a lot of requirements for the new home. And so we all told her, look, you go find the house. We're not going to go look for the house. And after you've made your selection, we'll come in. We'll either ratify or reject the, your decision. So Cheryl worked with a real estate agent. Uh, from Leonard Smith Realty over in La Mesa, used to be the big place. And Cheryl was shown house after house in the areas of La Mesa. And Cheryl rejected house after house, till finally the, the agent was very frustrated, went on for months, went on for months, and she said to Cheryl, she said, Cheryl, would you really know the right home if you saw it? She asked her that. <laughs> but Cheryl did know. And when she found that house, she said, this is it. I found what I was looking for. That's what's happening here with this pearl-buying man. He looked after pearl after pearl till he find the right pearl. And as he rejected one pearl after the other, the pearl salesman maybe would have said something to, would you know the right pearl if you saw it? But he did know, and when he found it, he said, this is it. I have found the pearl I was looking for. You know, last week I spoke with a Jewish man 
who told me that he had read the Book of Mormon, the Book of Enoch, the, the Quran, and the Apocrypha in search of what he was looking for. And the person who is thirsty for God, he knows what he's looking for, just like that pearl buyer in verse 40, 45, 46. He's looking for the perfect pearl, just like Cheryl looking for the perfect house. The house search, the pearl search goes on. It goes on till the right pearl is found. It goes on till the right house is found. And as with that pearl buyer, there was a rejection of pearl after pearl until the right pearl was found. And as with with Cheryl, the house buyer, there was a rejection of house after house until the right house was found. And so with the God seeker, there will be a rejection of book after book till God is found. And as with the pearl seeker, each pearl rejected was there. Nope, that's not the pearl I'm looking for. And with Cheryl, each house was rejected was, no, that's not the house I'm looking for. And with the God seeker, with each apocrypha, Bhagavad Gita, and Talmud, all rejected, there will be the no, that's not the God that I'm looking for. And someone might ask the seeker of God, if he would know, if he would know the right book when he found it, and the true seeker of God, he reads the Bible, and he says, he says with the pearl buyer in verse 45, he says with Cheryl, I found it, I found what I was looking for, I found the Bible, I found Christ in the Bible. Now, after this man, in verse 45 here, he finds this, it's what's described in verse 46, one pearl of great price. After he found and he, he buys this one pearl of great price, if he was told, if somebody came up to another pearl salesman, came up to says, oh, wait a minute, wait, there's another pearl. You must see this other pearl. I'm sure you would prefer this other pearl more than the pearl that you sold everything and bought. Would you like to see this new pearl? That man in verse 45 would say three things. He would say, oh no. First, I knew what I was looking for in a pearl. Second, I knew when I found what I was looking for in that pearl. And third, I'm satisfied with that pearl. And I'm no longer looking for another pearl. I made my decision, I sold all I had to get that. I am out of the pearl buying business. And why would this man say such a thing in verse 45 and 46? He would have said, why would he refuse to look at another pearl? Because he knew what he wanted in a pearl. He knew when he found it in the pearl and he was satisfied with the pearl he bought. If after Cheryl had found that one house in El Cajon, and she bought it, and then she was told, oh, but wait a minute, there's another house, you must see the other house, I'm sure you're gonna prefer this other house more than the house you got, would you like to see this new house? Cheryl was said the same three things, she was said, oh no, I knew what I was looking for in a house first, second, I knew when I found it, and third, I'm satisfied with the house I bought, I'm out of the house buying business, and why would she have done that, because she knew, what she was looking for, she knew when she found it, and she was satisfied when she had it. Just like when a man wants to get married, and he's seeking a wife, and after he found this Mrs. Perfect then, that he was looking for, and they are married, and he heard an evil voice within him say, oh, but wait, there's another girl. Have you really taken a good look at this other girl? I'm sure you'd prefer this other girl more than the girl you married. Would you like to look? Would you like to have a taste? of this other girl, and the right words are the same three things that the pearl buyer and Cheryl would have said. Oh no, first, I knew what I was looking for in a wife. 
Second, I knew when I found her and that girl, who's now my wife, I knew I found her. And third, I'm satisfied with that girl's my wife. I'm out of the wife-seeking business. I'm no longer looking for another girl. I made my decision. I married the girl I was looking for that I found. Now, why would a man say that? He would have said that because, you know, he knew what he was looking for, he knew when he found it, and he's satisfied with her. On the other hand, if the man was told about uh, the, the man in verse 45, I mean, a man in 45, the, the pearl buyer, was told about another pearl after he made his decision, and he bought the pearl, and he said, why not? I'll look at another pearl. If he would have said that, it would have been because he didn't know what he was looking for. He didn't realize when he found that pearl that he had found what he needed, and he would have been restless. And if Cheryl was told about another house, she made her decision, and she said, oh, why not? I'll look at another house. It would have been because she didn't know what she was looking for in a house. She didn't realize when she found it, she was restless. But that's not what happened. But, and if that man was told about another girl after he was married and said, why not? I'll look at another girl. If he says that, it's because he didn't know what he was looking for in a wife. He didn't realize what he found in this girl that he had. And he'd be restless. And unfortunately, that's the reason for so much marital unfaithfulness and divorce today. And that Jewish man said to me last week, have you read the Quran? Have you read the Book of Mormon? And when I told him I had not, he said to me, why not? Actually, the Somali guy yesterday said, have you read the Quran? I said, no. He says, why not? Would you like to? I said, no, I don't want to read it. I said, I hadn't read the Quran. I hadn't read the Book of Mormon. And why not? Why don't you want to read him? And I said, because of three things. First of all, I knew what I was looking for when I was looking for God. Second of all, I knew that when I found Christ that I found the God I was looking for. And third, I'm satisfied with Christ as my God and my Savior. I'm out of the God-seeking business right now. And I made my decision when I took Christ as my God and my Savior. As the hymn says, I thirsted in the barren land of sin and shame and nothing satisfying there I found. But to that blessed cross of Christ, one day I came, where springs of living water did abound, drinking at the springs of living water. Happy now am I, my soul they satisfy, drinking at the springs of living water. Oh, wonderful, bountiful supply. How sweet the living waters from the hills of God. It makes me happy all the way. Now glory, grace, and blessing mark the path I've trod. I'm shouting hallelujah every day. And this was what Jesus offered in John 7, 37. John 7, 37, when he said, in that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And if I had said, when he asked me why I didn't read the Quran and the Book of Mormon, if I had said, why not? I'll read the Quran, I'll read the Book of Mormon. If I had said that, it would have been because I didn't know what I was looking for when I was looking for God, and I didn't know when I found Christ. Restlessness. But that's not what happened. I remember the moment, the time when I received Christ in the office of Pastor Ray Hahn in Pacific Beach at Manuel Baptist Church. And I remember how I felt when I lifted my head in prayer and I thought, I found what I was looking for. Just like the hymn, I found what I was looking for when I found the Lord. Just like the man in verse 45, he found what he was looking for when he found that pearl of great price. Just like Cheryl, she found what she was looking for when she bought that house. Just like the faithful husband who found what he was looking for. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.